0: All right, welcome to the Taking Care Podcast with Josh Covet. Uh, This podcast is 100% for me. I like to stay really pumped up and motivated. I like to talk to interesting people, and this gives me the perfect opportunity to do that. So I'll be interviewing people that, uh, that, that motivate me, people doing life in the right way, uh, people involved in philanthropy, people uh, that are doing business at an extremely high level, people that are taking care of themselves at an extremely high level. And I invite you to listen in and enjoy as well. All right. Episode number two coming at you my uh my new friend justin
1: Everett, ever.
0: justin uh McReynolds coming at you so we've uh we've we've known of each other for a long time but yeah. we just are getting to hang out for the very first time
1: super weird yeah it felt like i've known you for a while like you picked it you drove up to the hotel today and you're like what's up and i was like hey it feels like an old buddy so yeah this has been kind of a wild cool day yeah yeah
0: we got our workout in um i'm not gonna say i chose to go running in the pouring down rain of piedmont park that was a good time. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, we ran like 14 miles. <laughs> it felt like, wasn't that about
1: 14 yeah, miles or something? Yeah,
0: 100%. You look great for 14 miles. Yeah, thank you. I'm not, I'm not really a runner these days. Um, anyway, I was really excited when I knew Justin was coming to Atlanta to come and check out some new badass amazing high-tech property here that y'all are putting together which is which is really neat but uh i also know that you take really good care of yourself i try and you know a lot about the stuff that i'm trying to learn and get into and all that sort of stuff so thanks for agreeing to come on taking care is it take care with josh covet or taking care you don't know right? i don't take know. care I think, picked, I think it's take care with i josh think you keep switching
1: it up to confuse people
0: yeah well give us uh give us just like a little little background what's your what's your story
1: Little background, little story. Uh, Born and raised in New York. Moved to North Carolina by 11. Uh, That's really my home is North Carolina. I love it there. Um, Grew up sort of in the Cary Raleigh area. Went to East Carolina University. Go Pirates. Um, And I've uh, I've got a wonderful family. Wife named Megan, two wonderful boys, 13 and 8. Yeah, uh, Carson and Crosby, and um, yeah, I work over at Cisco Systems. Uh, you know, it pays the bills. It's challenging. It's a cool place to work. Cool people there, um, but uh, I think there's bigger things ahead. I don't know what that looks like yet, but I think that's sort of the evolution here. Right? Ah, so, yeah. You know, started with a little self, right, and doing the self stuff. You learn about what matters and what doesn't. You start to be really interested in other people and branching out into community. And I think that's been my, my biggest focus is like, how do I make an impact here? Right. Uh, Megan and I have sort of a, it's pretty cliche, but we want to make this place a little better than we found it. Right. And I think that that happens or it starts with doing a little bit here. And then I think that once you kind of get that figured out, you start to go, all right, well, what
0: can I do with this stuff? And I think that's just sort of a natural reach out to go start helping other people. That's right. I, I've actually, I've encountered people along my journey that are trying to help other people and they haven't helped themselves yet. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a guy, Brian Johnson, is a, this is no plug by any stretch of the imagination, but it's been helpful. It's a little app called Heroic and he's a cool coach, Brian Johnson. Knows a lot about a lot. And... Um, he's been talking about self-connection, right? And if you can connect with the self, it makes a whole lot of everything else easier, right? So just in connecting with the self, he just talks about sleeping, breathing, eating right, um, certainly moving, and a number of other things. But just finding that connection with self gives you that cool, calm confidence that you can go kind of do anything, right? So we're going to get knocked off of our surfboard skateboard roller skates whatever but it's how to, how quick can we get back up and i think that's the name of the game here is building the resiliency in self. so that every time we go get knocked off
0: or find a harder wave to surf it's a little that's a, bit easier you know what i call that what do you call that? bulletproof mindset right on yeah right on. that resiliency
1: your last fella seemed to be pretty damn bulletproof oh so. man yeah he is uh, bulletproof yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so you know big uh, big seat to
0: fill here I, I find that you can you know, like rome wasn't built in a day with that resiliency but if you can get to the point that something that triggers you if you can react just like four degrees less yeah and yeah. then next time like a couple degrees less and a couple degrees less one day you know you can have something really bad it's
1: the difference between reacting and responding right and that is just to me it's a breath right if you can just get used to taking a breath before doing anything, Talk, responding to your kid when they ask for what, you know, crayon or what's for dinner, anything. Like if you could just build that practice, I think it it goes a long way. And like a word that's come up a lot, you know, it's February 2nd, 3rd, whatever it is, you know, we're still very much in the new year, um, <clears throat> consistency, right? A lot of people talking about what am I gonna do for the new year? And I've heard consistency come up quite a bit. And I think it's pretty key. Um, just being able to kind of be consistent in the little things. It's not consistent with everything. I mean, life's going to throw you a million curveballs. but I think if you can pick and choose a couple of small things to just be consistent at, yep. right. I think that to your point, it just kind of continues to get a little bit easier, right? I floss and stretch every night. I think that is the easiest thing I can be consistent about. It doesn't matter if I'm tired, sick, um, drunk, you know what i mean like still gonna floss and stretch still gonna floss and stretch It's a self-inflicted gunshot wound like i did it i still have to do the things that i'm committed to doing the vows the commitments whatever you want to call them um but that's what i tell my kids i'm like are you flossing are you cleaning your room and i used to not tell them why they should clean the room and now we tell them like it's because these are they seem like hard things but if you can do them and you can do them consistently they become easy they just become the way and then harder things become easier right so the bar just continually is going to
0: rise but you rise with it if you can just get consistency with people also don't realize that you're setting a habit no matter what so you're either setting a habit of not doing what you want to do and that's your new habit yeah. or you're setting a habit of doing the things you set out to do with consistency right yeah and
1: also an example right like i think you're setting an example no matter what like you're in the grocery store you're not with your people, but you're still setting an example in some way, shape or fashion as well. Right? So I think they both go hand in hand is remember that the things that you do or you were doing, somebody else is watching them. Right. And they may be saying, Hey, I'll never do that. And I don't want to be like that guy, Yeah, which is, you know, could be something, or it could just simply be like, Hey, I loved what I saw that person do or that woman do, or my kids have done some really cool things that like, adults have said like oh my god did you see him pick that other kid up when he fell down it was just a really neat thing to do but he's setting an example for somebody else right so i think we
0: all see it okay so let's i want to bounce around a little bit rapid fire because i have a lot of stuff i want to talk to you about in a short amount of time because we have like we we try to keep this to 25 minutes so let's go first question did you Did you always take pretty decent care of yourself or is this like, was this a turning point that happened in your life sometime?
1: I think I thought I was right, but I think it was somebody else's version of what I should be doing, right? So it was like, stay fit, run, you know, I found running at a relatively young age and into high school, into college, that's been a church for me. So that has been a constant, but it hasn't been anything like, you know, stoicism or meditation or. Breathing or stretching or any of those things, right? They just sort of were, they were part of that thing. Yep. But then I think as community grows, you learn stuff, uh, reading books and podcasts are probably the the biggest key in sort of going, ah, like brain explode, like gotta go try that. Let me look at this. You know, there's that saying, show me your friends, show me what you've read and show me the podcast you listen to and I'll show you
0: what you look like is very, very true. Yep. So in order of, uh, the things that you just mentioned in order of importance on the things that like, you just, you can't take away from me. Like they're so like, I need these things. It, uh-huh. This is, this is something I can't do without. Okay. What do you, what's the first thing you think of?
1: Uh, my running shoes.
0: Okay. Running first. Yeah, gotta have absolutely. that. Yeah. yeah that's I mean, a big I, part I of mean, taking care of I yourself. I mean, three
1: hard, right? But personal things for me. Right? Yeah. I
0: don't, you personally,
1: like,
0: um, what comes next?
1: Probably my like my planner and my journal. Okay. Right. Um, actually, I'll show you a little. Like, I have my bag here. This wasn't planned, yeah. but I, over time, I've created this thing called a code book, and it's like the scaffolding by which I run my life. And inside of it, <clears throat> I update it. I used to update it every quarter. Now it's every year. But I, there's like a contract in here, and I write a contract to myself, and I'm like, this is some serious stuff. Whatever I write behind it is what I'm committing to. And I read this every morning and I read it before I go to bed and it's mantras and tenets things that I've picked up things that people have told me things that I've experienced but things like you're going to die soon embrace it protect your energy Uh, simple things like smile stretch it often do it now right like you read it like you're like you you smile and you're like oh my god it just made me like two percent better right yeah core values like uh, this past year I went through a value thing. And I thought that was way harder than I thought it was. So I had to write them down and define them, uh, my rituals. Um, so this is sort of like the I scaffolding by which I run my life. And then I write the goals down for the year so that they're present. And if I
0: read it twice a day, every day, what's funny about this, we're, we're like literally brothers from another mother because I went through my core values this year as well. You said respond, don't react earlier. That's like something I say every single day. It's funny you said that. Um, What I find now that I'm coaching and you coach, you coach too, I know, uh, maybe not in like a a formal setting, but in my coaching, we see a lot of times that people don't do what they set out to do. And I always thought it was laziness. I thought that it was just laziness. What it is, is they had that, they thought of it at the beginning of the year and then they forgot about but it, sure. and when you forget about it, you just choose comfort, you choose yeah. the easy thing, and and if you don't review that, you don't carry it around with you, and you don't think about it every single day, then you start choosing easy. That's right. Yeah, that's So right. It's, yeah. A, it's, it's a tool like that is massive. Yeah, I think. What that, do you call it? Code book.
1: It's my code book. Yeah, I think that any yeah anybody that's trying to make a change, I think, is brave enough to go do it, and they, they've already done the hardest thing, is like. They're determined to do something. It's just what tools do I have to stay afloat now, right? And it's you don't need a professional coach or, you know, some whiz bang app to get you there, right? It's just kind of remembering what you set out to do. And, you know, you want to aim, aim at something, but I think aiming too high could be just as bad, right? Because then you set yourself up for failure and then you just get the disappointment feeling versus the right. So I think start small, aim big, right? But start small and um use the consistency
0: and i think it gets you there yeah and allow yourself to have some wins right yeah wins are good wins are good dopamine's a real thing yeah uh so where now we've we've been talking a little bit about the breath work and and especially wim hof breathing Mm -hmm. um which is is new to me and i and i did pay for the app i told you i was trying not to pay for the app i paid for the (laughs) app now And, and i will just announce to the camera that I was so proud of myself for getting to like, you, you breathe all the way out and then you hold your breath. And I did two hours or two minutes and 15 seconds. And I was like, Hey, Justin, I did two minutes and 15 seconds. He's like, that's, that's pretty good. I do five. Routine. He goes, I did, I do five. Yeah, I, do, I can do five. Minutes. Not all the
1: time, but it, I've, I've gotten there.
0: I was like, I'm going to go and pass out until I get my, my, all of my competitive jeans. Uh, how, how did you find, how did you find the Wim Hof stuff? Uh, through some buddies.
1: Um, I've got a pretty solid core of, uh, dudes that run in my tribe. And, <clears throat> you know, we talk about everything from, you know, running to cycling to, you know, kids, to everything, right? There's nothing that's off limits, which I think is great about these groups. And somebody, you know, we're always offering something that's made us slightly better or something that was profound. And somebody was like, have you heard of Wim Hof? And it was like, nah. And somebody threw it up on the screen. There's actually a YouTube video is how I was turned on to it. And it's just the in the, in the breath, the out breath, timed relatively fast and then you hold your breath but they had asked me a question they're like how long do you think you could hold your breath I, I, didn't, I hadn't done any like kid stuff like swimming from the end of the pool to the end of the pool for a long time so i was like i don't know 30 seconds 45 seconds and like round one it was like a minute and a half and i was like holy cow and then second round was just a little bit longer and then you do reach a wall and it's like well this is kind of cool but the feeling inside of your body is something wild like you've done it everything tingles you kind of tense up a little bit but I start every morning that way now, and I do feel like I'm shot out of a rocket ship. I don't get sick a lot. I mean, I certainly get sick like everybody else, but it doesn't seem to be often. Maybe there's a correlation there. I don't know. But No, it triggers it, all those systems. It, it triggers is, everything. Yeah, it's a way I kind of center in the morning. It's it's part of my meditation, I think. You, know, you can definitely go to some places, and uh, yeah,
0: it's cool. The mm-hmm. uh, the coffee industry should be very scared of this guy because you do not need <laughs> coffee after yeah, you do you the whim off breathing. You are you don't. wide awake. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Firing on, on all cylinders. Do you do the, uh, the ice bath also?
1: So, yes, when I have access to it, right? I don't have a giant ice maker to fill up a bathtub in the house, but we're going galvanized tub in the backyard and we're going to eventually put the ice maker in. So for the wintertime, it'll stay cold. And then for the summertime, we'll have to figure out the ice situation. But I love... You know, sit in a cold river or uh, in an ice bath. It, and we just went and did cry. Yeah, yeah, which was the first time I've ever done that. Way different than the ice bath, but really cool feeling. I'm still shivering
0: a little bit. Yeah, but you feel yeah I feel, feel great. pretty good. Feel great. Yeah. 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 They uh, they'll tell you that you get the real effects of it when you're doing it three four times a week. Um, once is good, but when you get up to three, four times a week, it becomes very addicting and, if, and you recover if, especially like they get a ton of athletes up there I bet. and did, people yeah. in recovery from yeah. something. Yeah. Um, all right, let's switch, let's switch gears. Talk to me about meditation. Um, cause this is something I wish I talked more about.
1: Yeah. And I'm no, like
0: I'm, this is probably by far the, um, um well,
1: it, I meditate. That's it, right? Like, I don't think there's a science. Like, there is a science behind it, but I don't think that anybody can rate themselves a better meditator than somebody else. I think it's the practice, right? It's all it is. It's sort of just the practice of doing it. They don't call it a practice for nothing. I think consistency there is huge. Sometimes some days are better than others, but I think it is just the discipline of doing it and clearing your mind, or at least attempting to get there. That just even if it changed things five percent, you're you're cranking in the right direction. So. Did you read that book? Which one? 10% Happier? I haven't read the 10% Happier. No, <laughs> I haven't. But um That's what I know turned about, me on to yeah, meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. And, and yeah. my wife has been, Megan has been a huge um, you know, I've been a fast, not a fast follower. she she'd probably scream at me if I said that. But she's she's definitely created some waves in the house where, you know, sort of sort of non-dogmatically, she's done these things. And I've been like, well, there seems to be some sort of change there. Let me find out what's going on there. She would give me the keys to the castle, but I tend to not ask, and I try to get it go it my own way. But we always find our ways back to some stuff, and we, it's really cool. We get to share different perspectives on how we got there and what we've learned and what we're dealing with. But um, yeah, she's she's definitely a meditator, and we all are. I just I, I'm not an expert. It just, <laughs> it's just it's just the practice. That's all it is. So don't anybody <coughs> watching it that's like, oh, I wish I could meditate. You can just do it. And,
0: like don't expect the world to explode day one. It's a practice. What, what would you say – so there's two ways of asking this question. What does it do for you or what does it do if you don't do it? Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. <clears throat> when, when I don't do the
1: practices that are in that book and those rituals or breathing, meditation, uh, a couple of other things – if I don't do them, I can see that I'm a little more on edge. It's just it's a little harder to get back up when you get knocked down. It's a little harder to minimize the, the distance between a thought and actually executing on something. Um, the days that I do it and do it particularly well, I, don't, I think just the days I do it, I find that it's just like, hey, I did my stuff. Nobody took time away from me. I'm a little better prepared to take on the day. There's some level of fulfillment in hey, I did these things for me, and it's easier to do things for other people. But I also think, you know, just the science of clearing your mind and, you know, getting into your parasympathetic nervous system and just getting more calm makes everything else a little more calm.
0: That's right. Yeah. The rest of the day. I, uh, I'm not everyone has this, but I definitely am aware that I have monkey brain. Like I have all sorts of thoughts that come running, rushing at me throughout the day. And a lot of them are like, you know, they, they can be jealous thoughts or they can be uh, insecure thoughts or they can be um, fear, greed, like anything like that. And when I meditate, I'm aware that they're just thoughts. And when I don't, they're me. They're real things. They're, yeah, it, yeah. It's yeah. like, it is me. You Yeah. Know?
1: That's a really interesting way to think about it. Um, yeah. How do you <clears throat> like – how does that show up in your day? Like when you're like, Hey, that's just me. Is that like anxiety? Is that scat? Like, are you scattered? Can like, what, give me a
0: little bit without it. Absolutely. Yeah. If I don't meditate, I'm scattered, I'm reactive, I'm emotional. Um, and, and when I do, I'm just, I'm very calm. I can sit and be with someone and like really share space and share time with them and listen to them and not you know not be worried about what they think about me or worried did about where today? this is going yeah oh yeah yeah so yeah. it's
1: funny before we got here the car's parked out front and it's got a giant hole in the tire but like he, he saw it realized he had a flat it was as if he ate a french fry like there was no difference it was just easy breezy came in we did this thing it's been pretty neat to, to I'll, experience i'll
0: it. tell you a funny story and this never would have happened without the meditation uh aspect but I have, I'm, I'm a big fisherman and I love, like for me, it's like meditation for me. I mean, yes. it's like being outside or going camping. That's my fishing. And I, I just, I love it. But I, um, I have a newer fishing boat and I traded out my old fishing boat and I was in a rush. I was leading a conference call and I had it on the back of my truck and the jack was broken and I couldn't get it off the back of my truck. So I was like, I'm going to go to the top of the office and I'm going to park it up there. And I was like, I've been to the top of the office a million times. It's open. And I've been there with my boat, so I know it fits. And I'm driving in. I have a conference call going. And I hear a thud, like a boom, really big boom, okay? And everyone on the call was like, Josh, what was that? And I go, oh, crap. I hit the height bar that's just sitting in the middle of nowhere at the top of our parking deck. And I immediately realized that I'd been in there a million times with my old boat. boat. My new boat doesn't fit in there. So I get out. And I, I walked back and I looked, and I had taken out the height bar. First of all, it was down on the ground. And then my boat, I ended up finding out I had $26,000 of damage to my boat. And I swear. I got over that in five seconds. I was like, eh, oh, well, I have insurance. I was <clears throat> I'm like, not sure I can do that. I was like, "Life goes on. <laughs> but never without, yeah, without meditation sure. could I have ever, ever done that. Yeah. I was in the shop for a year. I for just sure. got it back. I literally just got it back. Yeah. I don't mean to brag, but meditation is, is a big part for me. Um, give me something else that's, that we haven't talked about yet that, that you're into. we've talked about, we've touched on some different stuff, but what else are you like <laughs> super into like right now?
1: Um, yeah, so we're planning our second Misogi and Misogi is a term from a book called The Comfort Crisis. You and I talked a little bit about this over text, I
0: think. Right? I, I ordered it. It's sitting yeah. on my bedside. On my, yeah, yeah, it's my a bed great side. book
1: and it just talks about how we're all sort of in a velvet ditch and you know, we don't push ourselves hard enough, overfed, overconditioned, over everything, right? And how <clears throat> important it is to get out of our comfort zone. And they come up with this. It's actually, I believe, a Japanese term for like bathing in a waterfall and they've sort of bastardized the term to mean like get out of our comfort zone. And they come, the, the author comes up with this idea to um once a year, whether it's by himself or with other people, they come up with some sort of crazy challenge and there's two rules. Don't set it up that you're going to die and make it that it's about 50% accomplishable,
0: right? Like half the people will survive and half the people will live.
1: like 50%, like you as the, as per, as, the person that's going to do this experience or whatever, has a 50% chance of finishing it.
0: Okay. Right. Yeah.
1: It's like our jog. We just did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) The example he gives is they, uh, they took some weighted ball at the bottom of the ocean. So I think the Hawaiians actually do this, but let's call it 40 pounds. I don't know the details, right. But 40 pounds and he had three buddies or something like that. And they had a boat out there. Just God forbid something happened, but they were on the Pacific and they dropped the the ball or weight, 13, 14 feet of water, and somebody dives down, grabs the weight, walks it. When they're done and they can't breathe anymore, they pop up, the next guy dives down and does it. And they took it three miles down the coast, right? So like hard stuff like that. So it's cool because if you do with a group of people, you can, you know, sort of imagine what that could look like. Um, it could be, it could be something simple too. It doesn't have to be super creative, right? But it's just something that's hard and it's, and, and if you do it, I've, I've, we did one and my group of friends, really kind of a really interesting group. Like some of them are core homies, some of our friends of friends, some of our neighbors. Um, we've all really created this cool bond as we've done our first one. And one of the rules is you can't talk about it. So I can't tell you guys what we did or what we're trying to do. Oh next. no, we, you can't know about the other one? You can't. I know about the other one, but, but we can't, I can't tell we can't. you guys. Oh. It's, it's kinda like Fight Club. Okay. But, you know, it's not okay. for
0: anybody else, it's for you. I love that. Right? It's beautiful. But I'm dying to know what it was. I'm thinking naked <laughs> and afraid. Like I would go to naked and afraid immediately. No, not naked and afraid, but I mean there's definitely some afraid there. But uh yeah,
1: you can't tell anybody because it's not for anybody else. It's for either that group of people or you as a solo participant. And uh it's it's really not only did it sort of just change – a li- like, was it wasn't like life-changing, but I think it was life-shifting, right? Things just seem a little bit easier after the fact, and we all keep in touch, and we're planning our second one. There's usually a theme – not usually. I mean it's the second one, right? But there's a, there was a theme last year. There's a theme this year. We'll see how crazy we can get over the course of the next couple of years. But
0: uh, Oh, my mind is running wild yeah, right yeah, now. That's really so cool. cool. Really cool. But read the book. The book yeah. is incredible, and it talks about his journey
1: and what he did. And, uh, sort of the places that misogy, misogy, not the root word for misogynist. I do not believe so. Let's hope uh, that would not be, that would not be cool,
0: man. Okay. I like misogy. Okay. I'm so into that. Um, and and it's meant to like, we're going to test your, is it usually physical, um, a physical test or, or yeah, but I think with physical comes mental. Right. So I think as long as you're, you know,
1: we talk about mind, body connection all the time, like get the whole thing in there. Right. Yeah. I think, um,
0: yeah, get lost. All Don't right, get weird. You got me. Uh, I think that's a good place to uh, a good place to stop right there. Yep, we're perfect. Twenty four minutes, uh brother. Thank you for yeah, coming man. on. It's I appreciate super it.
1: Super weird, but super fun.
0: I mean, what a good first yeah, like mandate to go on. We just I mean, come on. Let's go do a podcast and do Run, cryo, cryo, and now we're going podcast. Buford Highway crawl. Buford Highway crawl. uh Misogi, and I'm gonna go play in my misogy You'll Buford. tell me afterwards, right? Maybe we'll me. see what happens. Yeah. We'll see how I get the food. All right.